you got kicked in the nuts about a thousand times, just like a lot of other very successful people. And I, I want to talk about that a little bit because it's easy to dive in on the successes, but can we talk about what actually got you to this point? And we will dive in on that. And we will focus on a lot of the positives. I, I would say the the most nut kickage that I received throughout my life was unfortunately, and this is not uh, an uncommon story. It was from my parenting or lack thereof. And you know, if you don't have really solid adults that are in charge of your life as a kid and able to like protect you and impart really like solid wisdom and love into your soul where you really understand that and feel that and can then apply it to yourself. You learn to love yourself by your parents loving you unconditionally. If you don't ultimately receive that, then it's very difficult for you to then love yourself unconditionally throughout your adult life. You also, unfortunately, are very unaware of that. We are all incredibly unaware of the areas in which we are, let's say, mentally or emotionally lacking in our over, uh, overall mental or emotional uh, well-being. That, that's kind of the unfortunate rub of it, right? Like, if you don't know that you're not thinking correctly, then you don't know that you're not seeing correctly about what you're thinking incorrectly about. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's an incredible, um, incredibly crazy and powerful, uh, uh, bad feedback loop that you can find yourself in sometimes having gone through all the, the therapy I've gone through now, thank God I've finally been able to understand not just myself better, but part of the reason why I understand myself uh, so much better is because I finally understand my parents so much better and not holding on to anger, not holding on to unforgiveness, not holding on to bitterness or sadness as it relates to my relationship with my mom or the lack of relationship with my dad. You really can finally let them go because you understand, oh shit, they were just doing the best they could with the bad programming that they got from their parents who were just doing the best that they could based on the bad programming they got from their parents and so on and so forth, ad nauseum into the past. We are all very much products of our environments and our realities. And so, yeah, I got kicked in the nuts a lot when I was coming up in life. I think a big problem out there is that, you know, especially with social media nowadays and the perception of, you know, media and, and, and influence, they don't realize that, you know, everyone's got their own shit. You know, we all, we all have it pretty good, but we all have our own shit. And at the time, it just seems like it's so big, you know? Obviously context and perspective are like two of the most important things that you should be searching for and practicing uh, and applying in your life. It, it, I mean, the amount of gratitude that you can start immediately feeling just by stepping back and giving your life a little bit of context and a little put, a little bit of perspective in comparison sometimes to other people who are blind and being treated for cancer who or who are are living in a village in Africa somewhere just would, that would do anything for clean water i mean the, there are so many ways in which we can compare our lives to other lives so the reality is no matter how great your life is or looks or whatever, it doesn't mean that there still aren't things that cause you anxiety, fear, depression, anger, stress, whatever, the, uh, sadness. You need to be able to process those things. I want to talk to you yeah. about your training a little bit because, yeah. dude, you worked hard. I mean, there was, there was, you know, I, I, 
You know, there was there was no there was nothing fluffy about what you actually did in the gym. You started training later on in your career, right? It wasn't something oh, yeah. you were doing 15 years ago. And yeah. but um, what is talk about your training regimen? I, I don't I don't want to talk about it because it was something where you know you worked with some different coaches and there was consistencies yeah. and there was also things that each coach did a little bit differently. But talk about your experience and what you learned. Every trainer has a slightly different view on training and on the human body and what, you know, functional and not, and what's even, uh, you know, the, what, like, uh, is the juice worth the squeeze in the way that you and I would do, um, squats, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, we were never doing backloaded squats together. Not, well, now I'm back into doing backloaded squats and I love doing backloaded squats, but every trainer has a different view on ultimately how we're trying to get to our destination. It was kind of a weird, uh, you know, an, an interesting little phase there because we knew that I was going to have to go back to Shazam and need to maintain as much of that, you know, uh, kind of, uh, frame and, and, and mass as possible. But I had to do the marvelous Mrs. Maisel that summer while we were doing all of that. So I couldn't exactly go and get even more jacked. I was already, I was already a little too large than they were hoping or thought I was going to be, I think. Um, and on that show, when you're six, four and, you know, large, you dwarf everyone. <laughs> uh, it is pretty funny. Um, so, and also, you know, just trying to get healthy. Like, you know, it was also around that time that I found out that I had a parasite Remember, I just had weird bloating and stuff. And, you know, she was like, go to, go talk to this doctor in New York, Dr. Kale. I did had an amoeba, got that sorted out. That started helping, you know, kind of settle <laughs> things down a little bit. Uh, but then ended up getting, bro, like uh, in April after the whole Shazam press tour, ended up getting SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. I've still been trying to work that stuff out. That's gnarly. You should yeah. definitely do a whole the whole episode on that. Yeah, it's a good because I've had ball. to be eating this, like this weird low FODMAP diet. Yep, yep. That's- and I won't even. Bu- bother to explain do you know what FODMAPs are yeah so I actually the the food company I'm, I'm partners in called Epicured everything is low on the FODMAPs and you're aware of the of the FODMAPs 100% by the way blows my mind I had okay. no idea that this was even something to be considered in food until I got the SIBO nonsense most people and don't. it has been mind blowing to learn so much about FODMAPs and what they're in and what they're not in it's no. crazy 100% yeah it's, it, it's really interesting and it's a shame that so many people actually have those um those issues with food and um yeah. it's, it's sad but yeah no we have well, why though why don what what have we done to our bodies that we can't break is it because we're altering food so much is it because i think it's we, both it might so much bad crap in us that we can't digest correctly anymore? i really i really think it's both I, I really think it's a combination that food has become incredibly processed over the last hundred years and we're not eating things in its natural form and you know the gut and the digestive system and our and our um you know, our te- technically our stomach, it's just like, it, it's, it's consuming things that are just really harsh. And, yeah. you know, you start hearing term like leaky gut and, you know, poor yeah. digestion and, and you're getting it all that. Yeah. I think that has something to do with it. I've also seen that, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I got a theory on this and I probably shouldn't even be saying it to people, but I, I've got some friends that are really, um, really meticulous on what they consume. And they're always like trying to eat perfectly all the time. And yeah, I've yeah. actually found that like in time, a lot of them actually end up developing issues. Like if they have something, they have really poor reactions because they never have it. I don't have that problem because I'll end up eating shitty once in a while, but I also don't have SIBO. You know, I also don't have, if you have something like yeah. that, you got to abide by it. But I, I feel like if, if, if you're a parent listening to this, your child, our children are resilient. And my, and my kids at time might eat fast food. It just might happen. Like they're, they're getting out at 9 PM 
a.m. and they got to be in bed by 10 and we're trying to get something in their stomach and we're coming from a sport. So yeah, if they're having Wendy's once in a blue moon, fine. I mean, all in all, they eat really high quality food. But um, yeah, you know what? It, it, it's it's an interesting topic. We, I should bring on some chefs and just really, uh, chefs, I'm sorry, some nutritionists and you, we could start diving into that. Talk to me about Texas. Because, dude, you are, whether you want to admit it or not, man, you are a risk taker. I bought property in Texas uh, because I want to build, essentially, a new type of city, a new kind of community, uh, um, uh, if you will. And that comes from a couple of different things. One, ever since I was a kid, and I think you, Don, and anybody listening to this can relate to this, but ever since I was a kid, the idea of living in a cul-de-sac with all of my friends and family and everybody that I loved the most always sounded like paradise. It always sounded like heaven, like to never have to have to go to another city or even another neighborhood to see your family or your best friends and play pickup basketball all the time and go adventure. And like, everybody wants that kind of community. We all, I think, yearn for it and desire it. And we have slowly but surely continued to lose more and more and more and more of the concept of community the farther into the future that we've gotten. We've all become far more disjointed and uh, not connected. And technology is a big part of that. Also, just, you know, basically ever since we came out of World War II and we started the suburb culture, <laughs> everyone kind of like, you know, fucked off. And they, they we don't we don't live in pr- close proximity to each other, at least anymore. And, I mean, when the suburb culture started, people used to be on their front porches and looking after each other's homes. And now we don't we just don't see that anymore, right? So there's that that's going on. But then on top of that, as soon as I started working in Hollywood, and I got my first real look behind the curtain of how it all worked, I was immediately struck with, I have to fix this because it was the most inhumane, inefficient situation I could possibly gander. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not good people that work in Hollywood. There are plenty of them, but I think the system is broken. In the same way that I think our political system is broken, in the same way that I think almost all industry is kind of broken because I don't think that we value life anymore. We don't value it enough. Certainly we don't value human life. We don't value animal life. We don't value plant life. So all that combined, I want to essentially make a film studio that is also somewhere that people can visit like, um, you know, a resort, but also there will be full-time living, uh, ability here as well for artists specifically, but also other people in other vocations that would want to live a better life. And that life might also be a much more minimalistic life, you know, being able to downsize, and get rid of a bunch of the shit that I think that we're all kind of programmed right. to buy. All I mean, li- this season right now, we're all constantly being inundated yep. with like, better get that and you make sure you got that and get everybody a presence and all that stuff. And I know that by the way, I'm, I'm even a part of that problem uh, or not problem, but uh, programming in various things that I've done, let's say that they're on television. But the point is, I still very passionately believe that we need to start valuing the miracle that is, life in general and if we can value the 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 life of this planet and the animals on it and each other more and we can build industry that does that then we can make the world genuinely make the world a much much better place well i can't wait i mean you've already invited me out there and i am definitely going to take you up on it soon i promise you on that i cannot wait to see it now we're going to finish with one thing we have something we have something called the wheel of fun we're going to ask you a few questions we're going to see how you know, spontaneous you can be with this stuff, but let's let's have some fun. Are you ready? Uh, let's do it. A couple questions and then we're all done. Here we go. Still waiting to knock this thing over. Good. Are we good with that? Okay. Three tips. Where the hell Three tips? Oh, no, hold on. I got the oh. question here, right? Okay. <laughs> 
So three tips. Can you give us three tips to improve your mental health on a daily basis? Physical exercise. Okay. Um, meditation, uh, specifically um, mindfulness meditation. Do you uh, meditate? Or centering prayer. Do you, med- do you meditate? I do. Not as much as I should. So right. I think that's almost anybody who meditates will probably tell you the same thing. But, me too. Uh, yeah. And, and, I, and also for me personally, prayer, uh, which is kind of also a meditative state for me to be able to just go and spend time with God, whoever you see God to be. Next one. That's one down. Ooh, what were you thinking? Okay. Okay, here we go. What were you thinking when you went skydiving with Paris Hilton? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't wait be, to tell be honest. story. <laughs> I mean, it was so surreal, man. Like it was, it was super weird. My buddy Joel had done a movie with her and they became friends. And then because of that, he got invited to her birthday party in Vegas. So I got invited and we had a great time and she was super cool. And I had randomly drunkenly at like three in the morning brought up that I had been skydiving there before. And she was like, Oh my God, that's so hot. We should do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Let's do it in the morning. Never believing that she or anyone was going to be up in time to go and do it. And we got a knock Joel and I like at seven in the morning. Here we go. And we went hung over. Awesome. That's, that's, that's pet. That's petrifying. Next question. Okay, what did you learn about yourself after participating in Sober October in 2018? Um, that you really like booze? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already knew I like booze. That's why we all I, do. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do Sober October. <laughs> um, no, well, you know what? Honestly, I think that one of the things I learned is is something that I've always wanted to believe about myself and that I actually do believe about all of us, uh, but it was good reinforcement, which is, I was entirely capable of doing it. And so is everyone. We're we we are way stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Hell yeah. All right, next one. Almost there. I thought this wheel's gonna break. Oh my god, I love this one. You have 15 seconds right now to give us your Oscar speech. You just accepted an Oscar. I don't know where it is. Here you go. There's your Oscar. 15 seconds, dude. I'm going to start counting. You ready? You're shaking your head like you're not going to do it. Oh, I don't even need 15 seconds. You ready? You set. Go. It's about time. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's laughing in the back room. I love it. Yes. That's right. It's about time. Let's go. We're going to close it out. This is our last one, man. Almost knocked that over. Oh, yeah. Three tips. Didn't we do three tips? Yeah, we, we did three tips. You know what? Let's do this one. <laughs> one movie role. Um, what? Uh, one movie role or TV role that you've always wanted to play or you think you'd be perfect for? Stop thinking about this. I know you already know this. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, like, I don't. I, I think. I think uh, genuinely, like. <clears throat> As much as we might think that we're perfect or not perfect for certain things, that's really up to the audience or, you know, those outside of us to kind of see that um, oftentimes. Not that we can't have an opinion or that we shouldn't have an opinion, but knowing that you could be very wrong about the optics of, you know, how you look or who you are right. um, in certain cases. But um, I don't know, dude. Like, honestly, I I want to play. And, and this is one of the reasons I was kind of gutted about not getting star lord and, and guardians 
But uh, two of my favorite characters of all time are Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And I want to play my Han Solo and Indiana Jones characters, whatever those ultimately are going to be. I don't need to play Han or Indy, but something in that wheelhouse. You would be great Han fill-in in Indiana film. I'm looking at it right now. I see some, <laughs> I see some, uh, you know, I see some Han and Indy in you right now. So that's pretty awesome. Great, great, I'm great, proud of you. Great. Well, listen, man, um, I can't thank you enough for your time, brother. I mean, really, it's been, it's been amazing getting to know you over the last two years and, and now seeing what you're doing. The risk that you're taking is all for a good cause. Okay, you're doing a good thing. Uh, to see where your career is going couldn't make me any more prouder. Could you let everyone know what's your IG handle? It's just Zach Levi? At Zachary Levi's, all my handles, yeah. And what's your new, any new project besides what you got going on? Any new movie roles or anything? Well, at, at Zachary Levi, uh, at Flow Sups, yes. F-L-O-W-S-U-P-P-S, uh, and then flowsups.com mm-hmm. is where you can go check out all of our stuff. Um, uh, what else? Um, at Camp Wildwood, um, and also there's a Wildwood, a W-Y-L-D-W-O-O-D. That's kind of this resort situation we're trying to build out here it's not open to the public yet but but it will follow be. right get updates and fun little pictures and videos and then eventually you know that's where all the information will be disseminated um what else i don't know yeah n- nothing else really just um yeah just i don't know but i'll give you updates as they come <laughs> perfect reps viewers i'm very happy about having zachary levi on um my instagram handle at don saldino if you have any questions fire them off to zach and i at um reps at muscleandfitness.com. Thanks again. Zach, you're an absolute just legend, man. Love you, brother. Thank you. you, All right, man. I'll see you when you're back in New York, right? Thanks.